Meridian Baldacci, Director of Strategy at Family Policy Alliance, and I'm your host today. This is an exciting episode because just this week, a bill was passed in South Dakota that protects vulnerable children from transgender interventions, including both dangerous sex change surgeries and experimental hormones. It's called the Help Not Harm Act because we believe that hurting children deserve real help, not irreversible harm. So to celebrate, our CEO, Craig DeRoche, sat down with South Dakota's Representative Bethany Soy, who sponsored the bill, and Norman Woods, who's the Executive Director of Family Heritage Alliance. But before we hear from them today, it's time for our one-minute take. I'll give you my take on the topic of the week in just 60 seconds. Here we go. Three, two, one. What do I mean when I say help, not harm? Well, here's my take. A child who is struggling deserves real help, not the harm that comes from transgender interventions. But let's be clear, kids are struggling. Imagine being utterly convinced that you're in the wrong body, or maybe you're deeply hurting because of abuse or because you don't fit in, and a transgender identity somehow feels like it's going to fix those problems. What would it take to actually help those struggling kids? Well, we know it can be something called watchful waiting. Most kids will outgrow those feelings. And in cases where they need to talk with a counselor or work through their depression or get other support, those options should be there. But instead, kids are rushed straight into harm's way. The series of experimental hormones alters their appearance and their voice, and it leaves them with long-term medical problems. Then they top that off with irreversible surgeries. And after all those interventions, many transitioners come to experience deep regret. So what we're after is leaving the real help on the table, but protecting kids from the harm. Help, not harm. Well, that's my take for today. Now I'm happy to share with you Craig's interview with our friends in South Dakota. We'll be right back. In today's hostile political environment, politicians who hold family values encounter tremendous pressure to compromise and shed their principles. As a result, many of them tire from the stress and leave public office. We believe this can change. Family Policy Foundation established the Statesman Academy to train Christian men and women called to public service with the skills necessary for successful policymaking. Through the Statesman Academy, they connect with like-minded legislators who are focused on making an impact for generations to come. Learn how you can be a part of the vision by clicking the link in the description. Welcome both of you. Hey, glad to be on. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah. So tell me about this bill. Like, um, you know, uh, what does it do and and how did it come about? Yeah. So Representative Soy can give the details, but just in general, it prohibits three things. It, the cross-sex hormones, the puberty blockers, and these experimental surgeries uh, on minors here in South Dakota. They're prohibited here in our state. Yeah. And I guess a little bit about how it came to be that this has really been in the works for several years. And there was an attempt three years ago with a similar bill that didn't succeed. Um, But we've gotten a lot of national media lately. The hospitals have been more bold with the procedures that they're performing. And so um, the momentum was really just with us this year and we were able to succeed. Now, now this is one of these you know, crazy things in, in American history, you know, the the things that don't really make sense when you hear them the first time, you know, I, uh, we had, um, in America's history, we had something called the Tuskegee experiments. I don't know if you guys have heard of those or not, but, um, our government, um, ironically or not so ironically, the 
government agency now uh, run by Dr. Rachel Levine, um, experimented on African-American men, prisoners, indigent men, by uh, injecting them with syphilis uh, to study uh, um, them as they went insane slowly and died from syphilis. For 40 years, our government did that. There were a lot of folks that thought that that, that can't be possible, that can't be real, we're a free society, we value human life, but folks, it happened for 40 years. Now we're hearing about these transgender surgeries, 11, 13-year-old kids, and people say, well, maybe in La La Land, you know, with some rich, misguided people in Hollywood or something like that are doing this with their kids, but you've discovered this was occurring in South Dakota? Yep, we know it's happened here. We've seen, you know, examples in the news of an eight-year-old who was already on puberty blockers, and we know a leading doctor here is recommending that girls in high school have their breasts removed. You know, people have made a lot of different comparisons of, you know, it's just like this experiment or it's just like that scandal. But at the end of the day, it's pretty clear that this is going to go down as one of the bigger medical scandals in history. And we're just glad to be on the leading edge. You know, it took Sweden, what, how many decades before they, since the 90s, yeah, Mm -hmm. before they finally realized. So we're just glad to be on the leading edge because there's a lot of bodies that they're leaving in their wake. Well, you, you all, both of you are on the leading edge. You're, you're both leaders in our country. You're only the second state in our nation to protect children from both the surgeries and the cross-sex hormones. Representative Soy, how did you, how did you find your way to this? What, what um, caused you? Uh, I was a state legislator. There's usually 100 things when you show up in the morning that you need to fix in your state. Mm-hmm. What, what caused you to focus on this um, and sponsor the bill? I've cared about this issue for a long time, even before I ran. Um, The first bill that was brought three years ago was before I was in office, but I paid really close attention to it, and I was glad to see that there were people who were fighting for this in our state. And really, this is one of the biggest reasons that I ran for office, was to protect our children from procedures like this. So it's really been a goal of mine, and I'm just so happy to see it come to fruition. And, And that's pretty much where you're leaving it? It's about protecting kids, right? I mean, that that's what it's self-explanatory, but that that's this bill. People are trying to make it about sex and things like that, but this is really about a childhood is what you're saying, right? And, and uh, for people to not make life-altering decisions until they're an adult, is that really the so. argument that you mm-hmm. uh, put forward? Because this does not restrict adults in South Dakota, is that correct? Yep, it's only eight under eight. There are already so many things that we restrict for children that they can't do, like buying cigarettes, alcohol, driving cars, cough syrup. Um, so it just seemed kind of crazy that we're allowing them to make these permanent life-altering decisions before they're 18 when they can't do so many other things. So it's really just taking a pause, you know, finish your childhood, finish adolescence, and then once you're an adult, you can make these decisions. Which is especially important when you add in the fact that a lot of times puberty is what helps kids work through their, you know, their discomfort with their body. You know, Abigail Schreier in her book, um, Irreversible Damage, she says that in our quick fix society, you know, kids want, everybody wants a quick answer to any problem. And so now what we're telling kids is, hey, puberty kind of rough, there's a pill for that. So, but we need to stand in the gap for kids and say, no, there's not a pill for that. Work through this, work through it with your parents. And there's actually South Dakota parents as well who, who wouldn't put their name on it because they were scared of retribution, but have reached out to Representative Soy and basically said, thank you. We've been working with our children through this. We love them dearly. We've been trying to you know, explain to them why surgery is not a good idea for them right now. Thank you for standing in the gap for us. 
you know, it, it breaks my heart. And, and I read an article the other day, it's not in South Dakota, another state um, of uh, a whistleblower from one of these uh, clinics. I'll put that in air quotes, clinics uh, that does this of, of a young um, girl who uh, came back three months later. She's like 13 years old and asked to have her breast put back on um, that she had removed. And, um, you know, the heartbreaking part of, of hearing that story is, of course, she did. She's 13 years old. I, I have a 15 year old. Uh, uh, life is imaginary, you know, to the kids at, at that age and, and the consequences uh, that they face. And you, you're both to be commended, you know, the, uh, of this major accomplishment. I'm going to ask a second, a follow-up question about what's changed in South Dakota over the past couple of years. But um, first, I want you to tell me behind the scenes, how did you make this happen? The two of you, obviously, Representative Soy, you, you had to do the hard work of writing the bill, uh, enduring the abuse, uh, um, defining the narrative to protect these children uh, from these adults that seem to be pounding at the door like they're at Lot's house in, in uh, uh, Gomorrah or, or Sodom right now and uh, demanding things. And, and you push back. You push them away from there and, and you advance this bill. Um, we, we have a wonderful family policy council. We want you guys to share this. Those of you that check out conversations with Craig like this one, you know that we have 40 state organizations around the country. Wonderful organizations. They're not really that well of a kept secret. People know who they are. And we want you to get involved. We want you to uh, support. Um, we want you to go to the website. There's a link uh, right here so you can get behind uh, helping um, uh, South Dakota's Family Heritage Alliance. Uh, you can help uh, um, Representative Soy and her other members, uh, folks, because they endure so much abuse for this, uh, um, uh, for the noble cause of protecting children. And you got this all the way to the finish line. What what made that happen this year in South Dakota? It really wouldn't be possible without all of the great groups behind it. Um, I mean, Family Heritage Alliance for one, and then there were several other organizations in the state, and we all really locked arms and worked together on this. Um, we sat down in a room over several days and just working through what's the perfect language for this bill. We have um, several legislators that were very involved in it. It was just a really good group effort. And I think a part of it was that a lot of groups decided this was their top priority for this year. So they really put everything into it. And I think that's what helped us succeed. And I think culturally as well, just like what's different from three years ago, you know, South Dakota was the first state to try and stop this. Three years ago, Representative Fred Deutsch tried. And at that point, people were kind of shocked by even the topic. It was this, well, that can't be happening. Well, it can't be experimental. Doctors would never do that. Well, it can't actually be that bad. It sounded like just this like weird horror stories that, you know, people tried to make it sound like he just found on the internet somewhere. But people have really realized now, I mean, they've seen male swimmers take spots from females and as a culture realize, no, it's, it's still a boy. They've seen stories like Chloe Cole, who actually came to South Dakota. They've now seen her story where she said, doctors pushed me right into this. They coached me into this. My parents thought it was either that or suicide. You know, now I'll never be able to breastfeed my kids ever. And I don't know if I can even have kids. So culturally, so many things have changed and more people have realized what's going on. And here in South Dakota, like you said, they've been more bold with their procedures. Sanford Health was very open about their third annual gender identity summit where they invited doctors from across the Midwest to come and learn more about this and would teach them right here in Sioux Falls. So there was no more of the, well, that can't be happening or it can't be that bad. 
people have seen the stories of how bad it is. They've seen examples of it happening here in the state. And like you said, all the members of the coalition, they just really decided that this was now and this was their top priority. Whether that's Concerned Women for America, we had had help from the South Dakota Catholic Conference, a local grassroots group called Patriot Ripple Effect. I mean, people came out of the woodwork to support this bill. So your, your governor there in South Dakota, Christy Noem, um, she's got a bit of a national profile. Some people have even said she wants to run for president. Uh, she seems to be on the news a lot. This is more about the audience. We have, we're blessed to have hundreds of thousands of people, millions in the network with our 40 state organizations. Norm, as you know, uh, that we communicate with all over America. They're counting on the Family Policy Councils and the Family Policy Alliance to, to push through this. And I think this is an example um, and Representative, I'd like to get your opinion, too, of, of why we do what we do. Why, folks, if you're listening to this as a podcast or you're watching it uh, as a video, the so what? Why do you watch this? Why do you get involved? What's happened in a couple of years, Norman? She went from somebody who vetoed this to being a strong supporter of them. Is that a pretty fair assessment of what's gone on? Yeah, it's definitely a complicated pass with the sports bill that she, you know, then the next year came back with, with a good bill that we were glad to see pass. Um, so yeah, it started off rocky, um, but I think all those cultural things that I pointed to also had an influence on the governor as well, because this was no longer a fringe issue that she could push to the side. She realized that this was really important to South Dakota, really important to the nation, and saw that this is an area where she could really show leadership. Yeah, and I just want to say it's so important to have organizations like yours fighting on our side, because it's hospitals it's you know schools it's big companies that have money to pay for lobbyists and get people out here and so if we don't have these organizations like yours behind us we don't we're, we really feel like we're out on our own yeah so representative soy um and, and you can add to this uh to uh norm but my last question for you guys, and I thank you so much for taking the time. Folks, we want you to share. We want you to like. We want you to comment. Because this is happening everywhere in America, folks. The cross-sex hormones are being offered to your children without parental consent, even going so far as surgeries. We are pushing back as, as a movement. We have these wonderful organizations. South Dakota has scored a major victory. That's why we're talking with a graduate of the Great Statesman Academy today, Representative Soy. And, and Norm Woods of, of uh, Family Heritage Alliance in South Dakota, the Family Policy Council there. And the message is this, folks, you matter. You matter. I want to give you some encouragement. Normally, I wait for the two of you. You guys give encouragement, too, to our audience. But you have a governor who vetoed protecting children, protecting girls' civil rights, you know, who, who now advocates for them. That's why we do what we do. We're not just in the business to hurt people or, or to smother them politically. We're in this the advocacy business. And we hope that when we make our cases, we can persuade people as effectively as what's going on in South Dakota, where this major victory um, has advanced in uh, protecting children. So here's my thing for you, Representative Soy. Civil rights warriors are not, real civil rights warriors are not uh, uh, given Nike commercials in their lifetime. They're ridiculed, they're mocked, they're firebombed, they're investigated by the FBI, they're canceled. You've chosen that path for yourself to defend the civil rights of our children. You also have, have supported the civil rights of our girls and in, in with the Save Girls Sports legislation previously, which you supported. Give some encouragement to our audience right now when, you know, from somebody who's a uh, uh, gone in the arena, whose face has got the blood and the sweat and the tears on it, 
uh, uh, tell, give us some encouragement. Is it worth it? And, and uh, uh, should we be uh, joining in or, or, or shying away from the fight right now? Yeah, it's definitely worth it. I mean, if you are out defending the truth, there's no more worthy cause. And just to think that when we win these battles, that there are eternal consequences. I mean, these are children's lives that will be impacted forever. And even if you aren't able to ultimately win, the fact that you're out there, that you're speaking up, there may be someone that needs to hear what you're saying. There may be someone that realizes there's another path, there's another choice, and it's worth it even if you impact one person's life. I was just talking to someone earlier this morning who said, hey, in my state, this is not going to pass, but we're still going to fight crazy hard because we know people are watching. And that's really key. I mean, you never know who's watching, whether it's a student who's going through this, trying to find answers, whether it's a parent who's trying to coach their kid through, you know, something real tough, or even just through coaching them through puberty and through figuring out life. You never know who's watching and you never know what, what impact your voice can have. And there's some days where I feel like we kind of wish that we could do, you know, why couldn't we just talk about a, contro a less controversial issues all session long? And then other times you have a victory like this and it's like, no, we want to make a real impact and it's so worth it. And I guess I'd just like to give one example of that, that three years ago when Fred Deutsch brought the first bill, I was watching and I was inspired by what he did. And I just couldn't believe there was someone that was that bold to stand up. And so I contacted him and I'm like, I can't wait to get in the fight with you. And even though that bill failed, it ultimately inspired me to keep pushing and it did pass eventually. And that's actually, you know, people say it usually takes a few years to do a good thing. I mean, all the things that came together for this bill to pass this year, it's at least three, four years, if not longer of all the puzzle pieces coming together. So even if you're pushing and pushing and not getting results yet, keep going, keep compiling your research, keep taking notes, keep holding people accountable. The pieces will come together. That's the way I look at this too, Norman. Um, listen, <clears throat> folks, America's gonna wake up to this. This is gonna be illegal everywhere. People are gonna be held accountable for what they did, but irreversible harm is happening in the meantime. That's why we're fighting as hard as we do right now. Every single person matters. God's never made a throwaway person. Not yeah. once, not ever. And and uh, every one of their lives count. And we're going to continue uh, uh, to bring the news to you as we're doing today, uh, uh, as we're celebrating with Mr. Norman Woods, the Executive Director of Family Heritage Alliance. Thank you, my brother, for being with us. Thank you, Representative Soy, a graduate of the Statesman Academy, a state legislator from South Dakota for this major win in protecting uh, children in South Dakota from cross-sex hormones and dangerous gender surgeries. Uh, God bless you both, and we'll look forward to talking to you real soon. Folks, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for your support of Family Policy Alliance. Thank you for, you know, helping us bring these issues to the fore, even when they're so outlandish. It it, it, it seems like it, it's a gag that we're talking about what our government is supporting. It's, it's real. Uh, uh, children are being hurt. And we need your support. South Dakota is an example of a state that went from being hostile to protecting children and, and girls to one that has embraced it. And we can do that throughout the country, but only if you help us out. We need to scale. We need to grow. We need to be there to protect our children and our girls. And we can't do that without your help. God bless you. And thank you for all your generous support. Thanks so much for joining us today. 
You know, here at Family Policy Alliance, we've actually been working on this issue since 2017. And while South Dakota is just the second state to get a help not harm law, there are many more states considering similar bills. So that's many more potential victories. If you want to get involved in your state or learn more about help not harm, be sure to take a look at the links in our description. Once again, I'm Meridian Baldacci, Director of Strategy at Family Policy Alliance. We'll talk with you soon. Conversations with Craig is brought to you by Family Policy Alliance. Our vision is a nation where God is honored, religious freedom flourishes, families thrive, and life is cherished.